Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they set it on a lampstand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Have you ever heard of uh, a hurricane globe or a hurricane shade? Okay, well, you're kind of looking at one up here right now. A lot of times um, we often see fixtures in our home and we don't understand where it came from. So allow me a moment, if you would. Over here we have a, a sample of that. This is a, what's called a hurricane shade, and they come in all different sizes. This one is a very clear one. You would light up your candle, and it was designed so that when you were lighting up your home, your candle wouldn't go out, but then if winds would come, your candle would be blown. So they designed this hurricane shade to put it on there. We look at this, and we think for a moment here, this specific one was designed to do this. It was designed to block all of the air so that the light would be shining bright. Does that make sense? So it's real simple, real simple thought. But then as time went on, like most things, things evolve and they change. And we look upon things and we look at them how differently they become in time. Each of us have become different in time, haven't we? Evolved into different things. And so what started off as something simple like that ended up being something a little more different, a little different look. And in fact, if you can see this, I'm going to turn this around a little bit. Decor became very important to some of the people that started designing these hurricane shades. And so what ended up happening is they started to put so much decor, so much color, so much things on it that... Then sooner or later, it started to dim the light that it was supposed to be bringing to the room. So it went from being a functional thing that blocked out wind 
so that light would stay the main thing. It actually turned into a decorative piece that was pretty, that it was, again, decorative, and then thereby no longer fulfilling just its purpose. It had one purpose, block the wind, keep the light shining. Block the wind so the light will keep shining. Block the wind so that the light will keep shining. And what ended up happening is a lot of these were designed and created with all different colors, beautiful as they are. They started to not function the way it was designed to function. Red colors, blue colors, all these different things would be on the shade. And so thereby losing its original intent. And we look at this, this original intent and it's very different than what it later had become, dare I say to you today, church, listen to me. There are many people that have done the same thing with their Christianity. Our Christianity was supposed to preach Christ and him crucified. Our Christianity was supposed to love one another as Christ loves everyone, yes? But I'm, I'm afraid that we've moved from this side of the equation to this side where we're so decorative. We, we have this great face and we have all the colors and all the things that are shining and looking nice and pretty and all these things. But we've lost our function because we preferred our fashion. I'm here to tell you this morning that you have been called to be more than a spark. You see, a spark turns on a light, but it's never supposed to stay a spark. A spark is the only, the only thing about a spark that is helpful is that it starts something. God wants to spark something in your heart this morning, but he doesn't want to be a spark. He wants to be a light. And the church in many ways has went from our function of being a light to the world to a fashionable thing that we look at and we go, wow, it's so pretty. I want to go to that church because they have a steeple. I want to go to that church because it looks like a church. Friends, we started at a bingo hall. That didn't look like any church. And, it, and God tell you right now, it didn't smell like a church either. Fried mozzarella from the night before is not church. <laughs> Those of you bingo people from back in the day know what I'm talking about. We walk in there and be like, dear Lord, what is that scent? It's not the Holy Ghost scent, I'll tell you that right now. So then we need a fragrant offering in the house of the Lord. Come on, somebody. How many of you have went from this when you first loved him, when you first fell in love with Jesus? You were this. You were a light. I don't, I don't know. I'm not perfect, Lord, but I'll be a light for you. Where all of a sudden now down the line, you become something a little different. You said, I want to look the part. I want people to like me. I want, so I'm not going to stand for anything because I don't want to offend anybody. I just want to look the part. And you become very fashionable, dimming your light just so you can look a certain way. I'm talking about being more than a spark. You were called to be more than a spark. You were called to be more than what you're sitting here today even. You say, well, Pastor Tony, are you saying I'm, 
I'm not enough? Um, yeah. I'm not enough for God, but I can give him everything I got and watch him work miracles. We sang it. Maybe you did too. I'm not enough. Isn't that what John the Baptist prayed? I must decrease that he may increase. My fear today is that many people call, who call themselves believers forget our original purpose, and that is to be a light. Listen, I want you to understand something in this room right now, and those of you listening right now online, we welcome you to this broadcast, and I want you to know something. Listen to me closely. Darkness doesn't exist. Let me tell you this right now. Darkness doesn't, it's prevalent, but it doesn't exist. Let me tell you what darkness is. Darkness is merely the absence of light. When you don't have light, you have darkness. Darkness isn't a thing. There's never been a moment where darkness said, no light, you can't be. I'm dark, you're light, get out. When light shows up, darkness is gone. Light always conquers darkness. So stop thinking in your life that darkness is something. Darkness is nothing. Darkness is merely the absence of light. If you have a dark moment in your life, what you need to do, and I know it may sound easier to say than to do. I know I get that. But here's what I'm saying. Shine light. Shine light. Find ways to shine light in your light because when we're in our darkest of places, you know what I'm talking about? You ever been in a dark place? You ever, you ever been in a dark place? Anyone? You ever been in a dark place? You ever found yourself in a dark place? Guess what really helps when you shine a light in that dark place? If you were to walk down, I, I told this to the team beforehand, I said if you were to walk down this hallway, it's a long hallway, it's about 60 feet front, from front to back, this hallway here. And if you were to walk down this hallway, you see we have a series of lights on the plug lights that when the lights go off, these lights go on. How many have those in your home? You have those? We have them. And uh, when the lights go off, that goes on. One of them in the front end of the hallway does a great job for that area. But there comes a point where that light runs out. But guess what? We have another one down this, this side of the hallway. And they work in tandem together. Guess what? One will not light the whole hallway, but two, I can see from one end to the other. Why? Because when you have one light, it covers that area. Guess what happens when you got two lights? It covers more. Three lights, even more. Four lights. And I'm looking at a room like this, and I'm wondering how much light is there in the room? How much, how much damage can we make to the, to the enemy's kingdom? If we just shine our light, let's stop focusing on the decor, on the surface, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a real shallow, thank you, a shallow Christianity that allows us to see the surface as so, so important. But if we stay free and clear of all the mess that is happening in this world, we can be the light God has called us to be. Yes? God has called us to be a light. And so, are you allowing the winds to affect your light? See, because uh, the beautiful thing about this is that, you see, this is real delicate, real, real delicate. And here's a, a little wick that if I was to light this, uh, it would light up if I had the right situation. And I'm not prepared to do that right now. But uh, this, this thing right here protects from the wind. Are you putting protections around your life? 
that are helping the purpose of your life. You know what I believe the church is? Are you ready? The church is this. You are the wick. You are to be the light of the world. You see, the Holy Ghost is that oil we need to keep us going. Are you following this? Are you seeing this? This is good teaching right here. Thank you, Pastor Tony. This is awesome. And so the Holy Ghost fills us, and he is our oil. He is, our, he is the one that our source, where our light comes from. We are that wick, that light being to the world. But guess what? You know what the church is right here? This is the church. The church guards from every wind and doctrine that tries to float and tell you, believe this lie, believe that lie. No, 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 no. Why do you need church? Why do you need believers? Why do you need to be a city on a hill? Because you need each, we each need somebody in our lives that can step in and go, no, 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 I'm not going to let any wind and doctrine get you. I'm not going to let any, any lie get to you. You ever talk to somebody and they're believing a lie that's so bad, you're like, how do you not see it? Show of hands, how many of you been there? Yeah? And you're like, how do you not see what I see right now? How do you not get it? You know Why? This is how they live in their life. They may have the Holy Spirit in their life, and they may be shining their light, but guess what? Every, every wind, the doctrine, every lie, blowing them out, and they're going, I feel so worn out. Guess what? You need people in your life that will be that hurricane shade. Come on, how many need a, 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 how many need a hurricane shade in your life? Come on, somebody. Yeah, we all need a hurricane shade in our life. And so I'm telling you right now that God has called you to be more than a spark. Somebody say it with me. Say more than a spark. Are you allowing the winds and the things of this world to blow out your light? Are you hearing me right now? I hope you're hearing this because the purpose of the lamp is to bring light. And some have come today and you've settled with becoming the core instead of becoming more. You settle with the core you forgot you're, there's more. There's more than a spark. You were designed to be more than a spark. We must go from existing in the natural to desiring and experiencing the supernatural. Hello? We need to desire and be inspired by the supernatural because we're living in the last days. And as we live in the last days, God is calling us to be a people that completely are enamored, just completely enthralled by the presence of God in our lives. And friends, I'm telling you right now, God has called us to be light to this world. A light to this world. You were designed to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. To pack your faith away is to deny God of the opportunity to change the world through you. You were designed to be more than a spark. Somebody say more than a spark. spark. You cannot understand yourself by yourself. How many can't understand yourself by yourself? Come on. How many try to figure yourself out? You're like, if I don't understand me, how is anybody in this world going to understand me? I know. I've been there. I don't always understand me. My wife may be saying amen deep in her heart right now. (laughs) For truth. Matthew 5 tells us our passage for this morning. If you have your Bibles turned, I want you to see it with your own eyes. Matthew 5, turn there, I'll wait. We're going to look at verse 14, 15, and 16. This is our passage. Turn or tap your way to Matthew 5. I'm reading out of the New International Version. 
Matthew 5. And he says something interesting here in verses 14, 15, and 16. Here this passage is famously known as uh, uh, you know, the, the Beatitudes. And, and he starts off with salt and light, what many people call one of the greatest sermons ever preached. He starts off with salt and light, right? I'm not going to touch on salt. That's another day. But verse 14 says this, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Guess what? When you live for God, you bring glory to God. I'm going to say that again. When you live for God, you bring glory to God. Some people are like, I need to live for God just so I can survive. No, 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 no. Listen, when you live for God, you bring glory to God and God strengthens you. To live for him. And he says plain and simply this. If you live on a hill, you cannot be hidden. Why? Because people see you. In your job, people see you. If you play Christian music, but you ask somebody to clock in for you, there's a discrepancy. If you want everyone to be honest, but everyone knows you as the one who bends the truth, there's a discrepancy. Come on, tap your neighbor. There's a discrepancy. Some are like, oh, I don't want to say that, Pastor Tony. Because clearly, we've been designed by God to speak truth, and sometimes we don't like to hear it, but God has called us to it. Amen? Let me tell you something. Light is a gift. Jesus had made it very clear that he is the light of the world and we are called to be a light to the world. But have you noticed when God created things in Genesis, he said, let there be light. And he called out light. It is something that God created because light is hope. Light is a gift. Light is a way of bringing Jesus to the world around us. Amen? Let me say this. There's a spirit of Pharaoh that is alive in this dark day in which we live. Hear me. The spirit of Pharaoh is alive and it holds people captive in the Egypt of bondage and fear. Some of you, even now, whether you're listening, watching, or sitting in this room, have been given into fear, you've been giving into fear, you've been giving into fear over and over and over again. And I'm here to tell you that spirit of Pharaoh, that fear that he held over the people of Israel while they were in Egypt, even led them, even spoke to them while they were in the wilderness hanging with Moses. You don't believe me? They were freed in the wilderness and they're saying take us back let's go back because even then at least we knew what we were what we were up against we're so caught up in what we know that we forget that that thing that which we know is bad for us 
We're very easily, we very easily forget that that spirit of Pharaoh is upon the world. Where it, all it wants to do is hold you captive to fear. Friends, you are not driven by fear. You are driven by faith. You are driven by the person of God, the Holy Spirit in your life. You can be more than a spark. Somebody say amen. amen. You are driven by something more. And I'm here to tell you, the spirit of Goliath still loves, still lives mocking the people of God and intimidating the children of God, saying that we're not able to withstand his power. False. False. I'm telling you right now, the spirit of Pharaoh, the spirit of, of Goliath, it's out there. It's doing everything it can to paralyze you. The spirit of Jezebel's out there too. Spirit of Jezebel's out there making men and women hide in caves and become sexually perverse and manipulating men and women around the world of what they think they can and get away with. See, we moved away from what it is that we are allowed to do in the kingdom of God to what can we get away with. The light of the world says, what must I do to bring light to the world? Listen, the spirit of Jezebel says, what can I get away with? How can I still light and do what I want to do? How, how much can I get away with? Pastor Tony, is this okay? And Pastor Tony, is that okay? There's a good chance that if you're asking, you're, wait, you're waiting for somebody to give you an okay so you can be like, well, they told me. But if you're asking, there's something there. Ask the Holy Ghost. I've learned this a long time ago, even as a young person. Someone said this to me, a mentor of mine said this, if in doubt, do without. Right? This week I was going through my desk and I found a bunch of keys. I don't know where they're from. We renovated this building, replaced 13 doors across the building seven years ago. There's keys sitting on my desk not labeled, and I'm looking at them going, what's going on here? Why do I have so many keys and don't know where they go to? But guess what? The last seven years, I haven't needed them. If in doubt, do without. (laughs) Why do I keep having stuff hang around when I don't know what the label is? I haven't needed it before. But you know what my my fear is? That I would throw away a key and then that week I need it. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I just threw it away. Ah! Did, the, did the garbage guy come yet? With my luck. Anybody ever had that kind of luck? You're like, you had it for 12 years. You throw it out, and that week somebody says, hey, do you have this? Like, no way. 12 years I had it, I didn't need it. But now you tell me you need it. But I'm telling you right now, there's things in your life, I bet, right now, everyone in this room, everyone listening, everyone watching, there's something in your life that's been lingering, you don't need it. And you keep telling yourself, I need to keep this in my life. But it's not doing you any good. There's a spirit of Absalom. Spirit of Absalom is dividing homes and churches. Spirit of Absalom is dividing homes and churches, breaking relationships that have been bound for a long time just because I believe a certain way. Or Guess what? Guess who's going to be mature and no matter who you vote for? I still love you. Guess who's going to not care about, about all the intricate details? Guess what? At the end of the day, eternity matters. 
And that's what I'm going to care about the most. Come November, you cast your vote. Biblically. Cast your vote biblically. But guess what? I'm not going to stop being your brother. Because you vote differently than me. You shouldn't stop being a sister to somebody. Just because you vote differently. The spirit of Herod is killing young people through abortion, violence, infanticide. Guess what? Sex trafficking. That is the spirit of Herod. Herod wanted to kill every single baby under the age of two because he wanted to eliminate hope. He wanted to be king. Friend, let me tell you something. The spirit of Herod is rolling around in our world today. He's Roman. Jezebel. Goliath, all these spirits, taunting, taunting. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Friend, you are more than a spark. Stop telling yourself, I'm going to be that spark. Yeah, that's fine, but don't stay there. That's the problem. Many people want to be a spark, and they want to stay a spark because they don't want any responsibility. They don't want any accountability or responsibility. I'll just keep sparking people. I'll just, yes, yes, that's great. Let's do that. Let's do that. But they don't want to stand for something. 1 John 1, 5. 1 John 1, 1 through 5. No, I'm sorry. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus is the light. And if he is in you, guess what? You got that holy wick in you. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Friends, God always has an answer. Somebody say this with me. God always has an answer. And I want to tell you why. Because for every Pharaoh, there's a Moses. For, for every Goliath, there's a David. For every Nebuchadnezzar, there's a Daniel. For every Jezebel, there's an Elijah. For every Herod, there must be a Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen. There has to be an answer. God always has an answer. God always has an answer. Are you somebody's answer? Why do they call the church a covering? Would you cover me in prayer? Not lid. The church is not a lid. There's a difference between a covering and a lid. A lid will keep everything in. A covering keeps your purpose going. Some of you are in a relationship that it's a covering. Others of you are in a relationship that's a lid. Some of you, are you hearing me? I'm getting no amens, but I'm going to keep preaching. You know what I'm talking about? A lid says this. What happens when this runs out of oxygen? Why? Because it went from covering to lid. Are you hearing me? We are, God has called us to be a covering. You know what happens when you put your expectations on other people? You become a lid. Don't be a lid. Come on, tap somebody something. Don't be a lid. Don't be a lid. Let that light shine. Let that light shine. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this thought here. We're going to close in just a moment. For every devil that rises up against you, there's a mighty God 
that's even mightier who rises up for you. Come on, somebody write that down. That's worth tweeting somebody. Come on. Are you hearing me? For every devil that rises up against you, there's a mighty God who rises up for you. I read this fantastic book by Sam Rodriguez called Be Light, and it so inspired me in this message. Get yourself that book and be blessed by it. It's time for us to throw off life and hell that has been placed upon the people of God and stop living in fear and start being light, the purposeful light that understands this is my purpose, this is my goal, this is what I was designed to be. And stop being so focused on the decoration. There's a God who wants to rise up for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? This is good, Pastor Tony. This is so good. I tell you, I'm blessed by it because there's things that encourage me as I was writing this. As I was sitting there, I'm going, wow, this is speaking to me. Because you are called to be more than a spark. We must be holy before God. Amen? Conviction will bring repentance. That's what we need. We need conviction to bring repentance. Courage will bring truth. Holiness will let us see right in God. And also faith will help us move mountains. So as we shine, here's what Philippians says. Do all things without grumbling. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent. Not perfect, but blameless and innocent, meaning you didn't instigate this. How many have a younger sibling that instigated things in you, and the parents didn't see it when they did it? And then you got caught? You got caught? Some of them are in the room right now, and maybe you just need to pray. You still got bitterness in your heart. You're like, Lord Jesus, I remember that time in fourth grade. Fourth grade? You don't need to let it go. Let it go. Right? Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Mind you, this is written to the church of Philippi. This is not like last week somebody wrote a note to me. This is, this is thousands of years ago. Among whom you shine as light in the world. Hold fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud. I did not ruin or rather run in vain or labor in vain. So would you say that you're a true light to the people that are around you? Would you say that you're light to the people around you? Three quick thoughts, and here it is, because every good message has three points. What does it mean to shine? Number one, be countercultural. If your life looks just like everybody else's, guess who doesn't want to be like you? Everybody. You gotta live counterculture. You gotta love the people that won't love you back. Forgive the people that hurt you. I didn't say this, Jesus did. Take it up with him. But we gotta live counterculture, yes? Second thought is you gotta put yourself out there. You gotta put yourself out there. What does that mean? That means Jesus said, let your light shine before others. That doesn't mean you tell everybody what you did. Hello? Like don't, like, don't walk over to the, you know, the drop box and be like, yep, that's a $100 check right there. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not letting your light shine before others. <laughs> that's letting your pride shine before others. Come on. There's a difference, right? He explained that no one lights a lamp just to hide it. That makes no sense. 
But whether you're timid or outgoing, you're called to be a light, yes? It doesn't say be a light if you're outgoing, but if you're timid, it's okay. Just hide it under a bushel. No! I learned, that, I learned that a long time ago in VBS. I was in VBS, and they were like, hide it under a bushel, no! And they scream. I'm like, what are you, why are you screaming at me? I don't hide it under a bushel. Why? So it doesn't make sense. Shine before others. Amen? Come on, if you say amen, I'll preach shorter. Yeah, I thought so. Number three, always, always. Everybody say always. Always point back to the original light source. Who is your hope? Who is the one that keeps your light shining? Who's the one? Come on, somebody. It takes love to change the world and light to push back on the world. Right now in this room, some of you need to know and distinguish where you are in this process. Do I have the Holy Ghost in my life? Do I have the word refilling me? Am I sticking my head out? Because this wig does nothing if it's inside. It has to stand out so it can push out the darkness with its light. And guess what covering? If you don't have a covering, you need to have a covering. As a church, we would love to be your covering if you don't have a covering. How do I do that, Pastor Tony? Just show up. Be here. Talk to the leaders. Talk to the people. How could I be a part of having a covering, people around me? For those of you that attend regulars, regular attendees, how many are blessed to have a body that loves you and cares about you? We're not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm not asking for you to admit that we're perfect. We're not perfect. None of us. But guess what? We are a covering, and we are loving people and changing the world. So let me leave this thought with you. When light stands next to darkness, light always wins. Worship team, come. When light stands next to darkness, light always, always, always wins. If you're at your seat right now, would you just close your eyes? If you're watching and streaming online, would you just close your eyes for a moment? And right where you are, just don't worry about what's next or what's happening around you. But I want you to know something in this place. You have been called to be a light. When Jesus said, let your light shine before others, that wasn't the whole sentence. He went on to give the reason why it's important to shine. He said, so that they may see your good works and in turn give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Friends, he's not just calling us to be light, but to be shining. Our goal should never be to bring recognition to ourselves, but to bring glory to God. There's a fine line between being a light and putting on a show just to get attention. And it's a matter of the heart today. Father, thank you. Everything that we are is only because you have been. I pray for every person at the sound of my voice today that they will let their light shine. Lord, that it takes love to change the world and light to push back. Father, thank you. There is no God like you. And we can love you right where we are. In Jesus' name, God, let us be a light 
to this very dark, dark world. Lord, I pray for encouragement to rise up in the house of God. For those that maybe feel like, I I can't be a light. I've messed up too many times. Lord, I rebuke that thought and I rebuke that lie. And I call truth to come. That if the blood of Jesus covers you, you no longer have that sin on your account. The blood of Jesus has washed it away. And now we can be everything you've called us to be. So help us, God. So today, in this place, every person online or live, May they experience your love and your goodness in Jesus' name. All of God's people said.